1: Season 3 of Only Murders in the Building is officially over, but we are just getting started here on Post Show. Recaps on the Season 3 finale coverage of Only Murders in the Building. That's right, everybody. I am Josh Wiggler. I am joined here by a man who just got shot in the kitchen I think that bullet may have been intended for me. It's the great DJ LaBelle Klein, a.k.a. Troy. I am a Josh Wiggler cosplayer, is pretty much
0: what you're saying?
1: Yeah, yeah, but you have Steve Martin is You gotta take the glasses off. To Jane Lynch. Oh, that's right. We don't need them anymore. Oh, that's
0: right. You got the LASIK. Now, if you've never met Josh Wiggler in person, the thing that will stand out most to you is his beautiful eyes. Yeah. And now that they are not covered uh, by the very breakable glass of glasses, Uh, they stand out even more. So yeah, I'll do my best Wiggler impression here. Hold on, let me pretend to be eating a baked potato.
1: (laughs) Well, we'll certainly get to that, Troy, as we got a lot to feast on here as the third season of Only Murders has officially wrapped uh, an episode ironically called opening night uh i suppose it is opening night in the universe of only murders in the building but for us it is closing night for only murders season three and oh what a night uh my god troy so many things went down here in the finale of only murders in the building
0: i think there was a lot of box checking in this episode which is a finale i'm totally fine with it and in particular a finale of only murders We got a murderer, we got a story, we got arrests, and someone else got killed. Yes. And let's just not bury the lead here. We got a renewal for season four.
1: Yes. So uh, certainly the way that season three ends, which we're going to get to in a second. So if you haven't watched it, get out of here now. Oh yeah. Um, Sorry. You shouldn't be here. Yeah. What are you doing? You shouldn't be in here. Uh, Sniper shot. You're gone. Uh, Season (laughs) three uh, ends in such a way where you're like, well, if there isn't a fourth season now, I'm mad. Like I know I was the guy here a couple episodes being like, Oh, end on a high note but like if that's the note you're going to end on i'll be pissed and i'll flip tables and have a really hard time because it's such an ending and it's such a clear lead into a fourth season fourth season obviously was going to happen it is officially going to happen hulu has renewed only murders in the building for a fourth season troy uh reactions at this hour uh pod security here right (laughs) uh
0: (laughs) uh if you'll have yeah, me we'll yeah. be back next time now yes. admittedly uh this has this episode or the season has been airing during the writer strike and the sag mm-hmm. after strike so i have to imagine we do not have the same turnaround time that we are we got from season they can two start, to season start writing
1: three. now uh pencils back up for the wga but until the sag after strike is resolved obviously nothing is going to start filming.
0: Right. So I am not, I do not have my hopes up that we're going to enjoy another summer of only murders. It might push us a little bit later and who knows and how the streaming world goes, but more of this show, I am very excited about. I, I think for a finale, we can get into my feelings on the episode, but if it leaves you wanting more and they immediately say, yes, you're getting more. You can't be unhappy. Josh.
1: You can't can't. be that unhappy. Can't be that unhappy about it. Um, Co-creator of Only Murders in the Building, John Hoffman, has been doing the press rounds. Now that writers can talk, they're allowed to do press at this point in time and uh, is talking a lot, not just about what happened in the finale, but is also addressing like some of the hopes and some of the desires for what a fourth season could look like. I don't want to bring too much of that in here because there are people who don't want to know that stuff. And what (laughs) you and I like to do, Troy, is speculate wildly. So that's what we will do with our uh, reaction to the season three finale. but. If you want some, like, teases, clues as to what might be ahead from the source uh, himself, there's a really good TV line interview uh, that is out. It's very robust and filled with great material for you. Uh, so uh, seek that out seek out this podcast feed because even though we are wrapping the season up right now we will now officially be back for a fourth season you're gonna to want to make sure that whenever yeah. season four drops that you're gonna be here with us so posha recaps only murders wherever you get your podcasts hit subscribe leave a rating and a review have you enjoyed our company tell us we'd love to know uh
0: Ooh. do
1: you think that they have enjoyed our company troy i think they
0: have i think listening to us is just like You know, wrapping up uh, in like a nice aluminum foil and sticking you in the oven and Mm -hmm. you get all nice and warm until you get shot down by a sniper and filled with bacon bits and cheese. Are you saying that we're getting roasted
1: um, sure sure
0: <laughs> why not uh, oh look uh, i i just have to you know let me just be honest let me put it right out here at the top of the podcast we haven't even gone through the recap of the episode no. we haven't even gone down the, but i just want you to know and the listeners to know yes i will spend the remaining time on this podcast trying to answer one simple question how many rats is one josh wiggler
1: yes this is a very good question do you have a thought uh like a guess I
0: mean I've seen you in person but it feels yeah. impolite to say out loud a number. Okay. Because what if I'm too high? What if I'm too low? Yeah. Right? So I mean, how are you going to do are you like gonna a, write it down? 150 rats? Like, the thing is how big is how how big is a rat? Yeah, like you live think, in New York. Yeah, you seen think, some rats?
1: I think that 150 rats is probably just a little high. I would mm-hmm. guess like 108 rats. Hmm. I'm a, I'm 108 rats is okay. what I would say. Uh, Troy, uh, what is like the five star review equivalent of 108 rats? How many rats? Five. Give us five rats. That's five full rats that we're asking for. Star rattings in your podcast store. <laughs>
0: this is this is your segue into rate us on yeah. uh, your yes. podcast app of yes. choice and give yes. us five rats yes
1: do you know what i can already uh, read the next review is they talked about rats and potatoes uh for the first seven minutes of the podcast before they described anything that actually happened in the season finale hey uh, it's it so- our last review <laughs> which was uh did they even watch the show so well we don't. we don't we don't we just get notes we get notes we read the notes and then we uh, pretend like like we've seen the show before uh, podcasting uh, is really, really not that easy, folks. Uh, it seems like you just talk into a thing. But in fact, you actually just have to deal with a lot of like moral superiority and bullets being fired at you like Jane Lynch. Because <gasps> uh, I saw that at least the end of Only Murders in the Building Season Saz-attack. 3, a attack. But before we get to it, how about a quick plot recap of the season three finale of Only Murders in the Building, Troy. Are you ready?
0: I don't think I can delay this any further. Give me my
1: comeuppance, Josh. Tell us what happened. Here we go. Another season down. Another murder in the building here. Season three, episode 10, opening night. And it turns out, and this was written by the great, the wonderful Jessica Sterling. Josh's potato pick of Producers uh, Darwin and was correct! Yes! Let me just read that again. Josh's potato pick of producers Donna and Cliff was correct. Donna attempted to get Ben sick with rat poison, uh, star rat poison, to buy them some time. But Ben has figured out that it was Donna while standing a few feet away from an empty elevator shaft. While he contemplates how one calls the police, uh, Cliff pushes him down the elevator shaft as Ben grabs Cliff's hanky that has... Donna's lipstick on it. <sighs> Feels great. That was the scream thing all over again. Wonderful times here on the internet. It turns out, Troy, that Donna has stage four lung cancer and she has confessed to the crime of killing Ben Glenroy specifically to protect her son. But Cliff is not about to let her make that sacrifice. They both get arrested after opening night and bid adieu with one final inappropriate kiss on the mouth Um, Meanwhile, Death Rattle Dazzle is a hit Oliver is thrilled as not only did he write it, he ended up being the leading man after Jonathan took one too many pills and I don't think he picked up on Howard's suggestion either Troy Um, Oliver and Loretta celebrate before Loretta heads off to LA to pursue the Grey spinoff with Dickie who now knows that Loretta is his mother, that's a happy thing Mm mhm that's a happy thing. There's new life here, and including new death here. But more new life. Uh, he's not the only one who's heading to the West Coast. His tobert has invited Mabel to come with him to explore something new. She has things to do in New York, though, so she turns him down. And it looks like the trio is going to be staying in New York and solving another murder in the building. Because when Stunt Double Saz goes to get a bottle of wine from Charles' apartment... She gets shot in the heart, and we're too late by a bullet through the window. She tries to write something in her own blood before dying. What did she write? Who's trying to kill Charles? We will find out next season on Only Murders in the Building, Troy. But that is the season three finale of Only Murders. It's a wrap.
0: That's a wrap. It's
1: not a wrap. It's a wrap. A rap. It's a rap. That's a wrap. Troy, give me your takes on the season three finale of Only Murders in the Building. Shocked, surprised, delighted, frustrated. Where are you at with all of this stuff? All right, let me pull out my emotion chart. Yeah. Uh, I thought you could say uh, your emotion me... chip, like data.
0: Uh, yeah. Do you yes. have one of those? Yeah, I've got one of those. I just pull it out and then I yeah. become an android. Yes. I have no thoughts and feelings. Please allow me to dissociate mid-podcast, Josh. Yes, you got it. Um. So let me start with this, which is I am devastated and angered that you have won our <laughs> senseless bet.
1: Yeah. Should we just just to reset it, just in case, like someone just like yeah. pop this podcast on? They're definitely not listening anymore unless they've been here through the whole thing. Um, we made a bet early on. We made a bet last season when we started the podcast. Troy, uh, we put a uh, pizza on the line, and it ended up going down to a slice of pizza of who was the killer who killed bunny last season. Ultimately I get it in the 11th hour with a slice of pizza with poppy. Uh, For this season, the stakes were even higher. They were so high as a literal steak dinner. Uh, And if one of us got our first pick, correct, we would buy the other a steak Then we would have a second pick, and if we got the second pick correct, we would buy the other a potato, a baked potato, I believe is what we said. And then we added some tater tot picks into the mix, uh, just like some final 11th hour things, just some crunchy tots to put in our pockets, Troy. Yeah, a fourth Um, meal. And if if neither of us through having six picks on the board, uh, which of the six picks triplets did it, uh, we would have to surrender everything to the field and we would buy a steak dinner for post recaps patron Ralphie. Well, well, I'm I'm sorry to say, Ralphie, that I'm just taking that baked potato right off your plate because yeah. my baked potato pick was the producers, Donna and Clifford with the very specific angle that it's got to involve both of them. They both so, got to be involved.
0: Let's, let's start here, right? Let's start first with, let's celebrate the cow that doesn't need to pass. uh doesn't need to die in order to support our steak pick. Uh, yes. You, you, we, you might come back and play you next season. It? We don't know. No, I, th- I think Ralphie <laughs> we will name the cow. <laughs> no. no, We didn't have to go Ralphie. Ralphie and turn Ralphie into steak. I mean, it would have Great. been interesting if it had been Ralphie's pick that won, but yes. Yes. very morbid. So, I want to say a couple things here. First of all, I think it says something that it was our fourth pick that ultimately ended up being the murderers, plural. Um, Even though we knew that there were two death attempts, even though we knew there was a potential that there were going to be two killers. I think, you know, both of us made our early picks based on the early evidence. And all of them made reasonable sense after the opening, uh, after the intro episode. When you picked the double pick of the producers, at first, I thought you were cheating like Mm. the ruthless person you are. Yeah, But it immediately both made sense and was totally acceptable because we agreed on the stakes uh, or at least the limits of our steak and potato pick. So I guess I want to say just I think it does say something about the show that they were on our radar. Right. So it wasn't totally out of left field. No. They also were neither of our first pick. So it wasn't so
1: obvious that this season ended up being unfun. No, it wasn't. I think that I would understand the criticism of not loving that it's Donna and Clifford who ultimately killed Ben Glenroy because they're not that involved. Uh, They just like are not really prominently featured on the show after like a very, very severe first impression. And I guess, like, structurally, it makes sense that, like, the first impression, that kiss, ends up being the kiss of death, right? Like, it's the kiss of death. It's that kiss on the hanky, uh, the kiss to the mouth and the kiss to the heart that is going to be, uh, like, the the final note, the final nail in the coffin of, like, okay, they both did this. They were both involved in this thing. And so it's such a memorable event in that first episode that it was enough to cause the, uh, the, 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 it raised the alarms for me, of like at least they have to be on the board. Gotta put the producers on the board. But as the season wears on, there's swaths of episodes where they're just gone. They're just not really there. And their relationship is so weird, and their involvement in the show is so important that it's a little bizarre. Both the show, as in only murders in the building, but also death, rattle, uh, death, death, rattle, dazzle. Um, that they're just gone for such a long stretch of time that I can imagine why it would ultimately feel like narratively not terribly satisfying. I think that there are arguments that protect against that, chiefly being for me that I won um, is yeah. the is the first yeah. <laughs> I, no, look the first I argument that I have is that I won, and so I don't care about basically anything else. but anything else. yeah, you Josh won
0: QED, it's fine. <laughs>
1: it's fine uh we we can stick with that uh i think
0: i think i do want to take a moment to explore this question and this is true of any murder mystery but is particularly true of a show like this is the ultimate result of the story satisfying right and i think for me donna as a killer donna as the rat poisoner the motivation behind it of cliff needing his first show to be successful, all the clues that were laid around the shredder and the review from Maxine and all of those details that were very enjoyable and hit kind of dopamine to see it come through. That was very fulfilling for me. When I look at cliff as the second murderer that felt weaker. Mm -hmm. I think the idea of cliff shoved him down an elevator shaft because Ben found out that his mom tried to kill him Just doesn't rise to the level of what the rest of the season was. And I don't think it rose to the level of what we got at the end of season two, even though that was a convoluted reveal. I think it had a little bit more action and a little bit more surprise to it. And so there was always this question with the finale, like, how do you stick the landing? And I think narratively, they checked all the boxes and stuck the landing in that way. And I think from a character perspective, there's a lot more we can unpack here that happened in this finale that was really nice. But I think when I go back to the fundamental question of, is Cliff being revealed as a killer for just randomly heat of passion pushing ben glenroy down an elevator shaft a fulfilling end to the season
1: Mm, i give it four rats out of five sure that's fair so something something that crossed my mind uh in the aftermath of this is like i actually think that it ends up being relatively fair uh and stealthy so i think that like Donna Donna's participation works really well with the themes that are established by Loretta across the show. 100%. What won a mother do for her child. There's like basically like no notes on the Donna portion of this. Um Donna's got like both nothing to lose and everything to lose, right? Like at the same point and so there's nothing she's not willing to to do. With the Clifford piece, Clifford himself I wish like was more involved in the show for certain uh would have loved to have had a lot more time to spend with him as a character but i think by shining um the light more specifically on uh dickie uh out of uh, out of of the of the of the men of the show who are like introduced as like possible murder suspects that we spend all the time that we do on dickie that we spent so much time go back to those podcasts that we did in uh you know the last few episodes leading up to like Dickie is Loretta's son, that reveal of, like, are there triplets? Are there, like, three people? Like, which are the triplets? What's up-wick? the co of right, it? Right, all. like, all, all of that. And so, like, I think as far as, like, the Pickwick triplets, how does that end up playing out? Is there's, like, this third son that's being totally neglected by us as far as, like, who we are looking at. It's not related to the Glenroys, but this show is as important to Clifford as it is to the two of them. And so I think that there does end up still being, like, one of these like sort of surrogate stage siblings that ends up being involved in it. So of the Pickwick triplets, like I can map that a little bit. Like I think that there's like some clever cunning if like you can tort your neck and stretch and if I'm trying to find reasons to like celebrate the choice beyond just my own personal glory, mm-hmm. that that's one that comes to mind. That is as close to satisfying as I've been able to get with Clifford being involved in this, though. Um, yeah, and I th- you know, I think- like I do think you're right about like it feels more like checking off some boxes than it being like something that like ultimately lands with real authority. And I, I think something you highlight
0: about this is we've spent so much time with Dickie, and I think it was very good stuff from a, a narrative and a character perspective, even if it only marginally implicated our three main characters. But and so in some ways a a reveal that Dickie had killed Ben Glenroy would have been more surprising. it would have been more impactful yeah but it also would have resulted in yet another pairing or couple being decimated by this outcome right because already you've got Donna's going to be locked up so the Donna Cliff is a problem and then if Dickie ends up getting locked up then the Loretta Dickie don't get a happy ending yeah. right and so just no one gets a happy ending. So I I understand why we go the route of Cliff, but I think to your point, I wanted him to be more involved, more of a character, more more developed of a character than just the mother's, the mother's son. And, And I think for me, where it did feel a little unfulfilling was what is the underlying motivation here and how thematic is it? The idea that Dickie would... Kill his brother in order to release himself and free himself from this obligation and from this abusive or toxic relationship. Like, that's kind of more interesting. And I think it's more fully explored by this show. The idea that throwing Ben down an elevator shaft is like a crime of passion that Cliff kind of didn't prepare himself to do. I mean, that scene started out with him being much more of a Buster Bluth type. Well, mother would never do that type character.
1: And so to have it end with him being like a elevator doors have closed on Cliff's hand uh, and he had to get a hook. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh,
0: You know, and and Donna has never been more Lucille Bluth than in these last two episodes. Yes. Correct. But I, I just think for me, like, if I have a, a, a bone to pick uh, out of this baked potato, I think it would be that. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the the pieces around it, the the rest of the show, I think, was was phenomenal. And I'll, I'll end with one last point. When we go back to the original pick of it was the producers, we have found all of the different themes and clues that have pointed there. But Josh, should we have maybe looked at the fact that Mel Brooks and Matthew Broderick made appearances yes. in this season. Yes. Yeah. So
1: just like point a
0: real big look at it's
1: the producers. It's the producers. It was the producers. We're like, is it Matthew Broderick? No, but it's the producers, you know, like, how did we miss? Uh, so I think lessons learned, like what's like the really obvious thing next year. Uh, like what's the really, like, do I mean, do are the, we going to get
0: into season four speculation? Do we want to do this right now? Or should I say, we will.
1: It? we certainly will. But do the, like, is there anything about the cameos guiding the way? Um, Sting. Did Sting point to, I mean, Jan was a musician. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know that Amy Schumer pointed to anything, uh, but Matthew Roderick and Mel Brooks, it was the producers for sure. So maybe like, let's see what the cameo gods bring us for season four of Only Murders in the Building.
0: Yeah. I think I think so. I have thoughts on be, that, yeah. but let's let's save that until the end. Let's let's okay. talk about a couple more things in this episode that I think are worth worth mentioning. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Let me, let me. Um, while we're still on the steak and potato of it all, let me pluck off one little pat of butter here. Yes, which was please. your first pick that you took, and I think the shocker of the season finale is so. Tobert's just like a good guy.
1: Yeah, like there's nothing fishy about him. He's just like not according to the show's opinion. I think (laughs) you know, but art is subjective. (laughs) Art is subjective. Troy. I mean, he Uh, plays a good hat rack. He... I got to I gotta tell you and uh, so now I do think like we by virtue of uh the nature of this show like in talking about some of the things that get closed down here I kind of have to like contort my head towards a fourth season already in the discussion where it's like tobert's not off the board for me as no. somebody who's a killer in season four this man's whole thing is about uh shooting stuff uh yeah <laughs> Shoot you know, Like, he
0: shoots things. Did he shoot says? I don't think or he should was... we also be looking at Scottie Pippen or Patrick Ewing? Yes, they yes,
1: shoot things. yes. Uh, I think uh, a lot of different types of shoots, ladders, all sorts of gadgets along the way. Uh, so, like, I do think that going into the fourth season, a lot of the people who we thought could have killed uh, Ben Glenroy or people along the way who have been fishy, like, I don't know that there isn't reason to continue suspecting I'll ride the Howard train until Howard is oh, the show, the show no. ends and Howard takes like, the we day. we got to
0: exonerate Howard. Look, oh, look if Howard, has, Howard was going to do it, no, if he would have done it this season. If
1: Howard has ever had reason to commit murder, it's after this episode when he walks up to Martin Short. Uh, <laughs> he goes to Oliver. He's like, Jonathan's sick. And we are going to need somebody who knows all of his lines, who knows every single thing, who knows how to do the thing. And Martin Short looks at him, and you're like, oh, my God, yes. This is why Howard is a series regular. This is why he's main character. Now he's going to have like this huge show-stopping number, and it's just Martin Short. Uh, <laughs> it's just Martin Short turns around comedy gold. I laughed so hard at that. Uh, like the, Just like the way that that just like, erupted for me was uh, about as violent a laugh as I've had in quite some time
0: they uh they they do comedy so well in this episode i mean martin short me milk my stuff Uh i never do that they just they, they hit so much that one got me very good also like we have now just checked so many boxes in the musicalizing of it all we got a full steve martin song we got a ton of singing from meryl streep uh who didn't turn out to be the murderer or the murdered uh which is wild we now got uh martin short we even got duet between meryl streep and paul rudd singing in a musical in cliff's
1: mind yes that's good stuff that's good stuff that's what what i pay my hulu subscription for yeah i mean the problem of course is like gosh how do you top that like it's like a fairly fair question of like gosh that was real good that was real good
0: Uh, yeah i mean look we we can't not speculate it into season four i think we got to go to la I think we've planted the seeds on people going out to LA and I think they're going to get out of New York and I think they're going to mix it up and take only murders on the
1: road. I, I would be very compelled by that. I would be very compelled by uh, the five will goes west of it all. uh, And to see like, what does it look like if we can place the Arconia three in Hollywood? Is there some sort of, Arconia-esque building in downtown LA or like a rose. The Beverly Hills Hotel. You know, sure. Yeah, exactly. Like there's definitely something that's there. And I think, uh, I do think like they're gonna have to reinvent the format. They certainly were still just like avoiding the Jane Lynch in the room, uh, which like I know people really want to get to, but I feel like we gotta like save some material here. Um, that like they killed another person in the building in a way that felt new and different and for the first time terrifying like actually like the murder was very scary uh in this like it was not like one of those like oh my god paul rudd just dropped dead oh season three is gonna be fun or even like oh man bunny oh no what's this gonna mean like this is this was a a main character uh you know not a main main character but somebody who's been in the show from the very beginning a very recognizable actor someone who's closely associated with charles hayden savage specifically like this is going to drop like a set of bricks for charles both because he's losing Saz, but also because that bullet was absolutely meant for charles no question so so someone just tried to assassinate charles with a freaking sniper rifle and so Sass just got assassinated with a Sass-inated, assassinated with a sniper rifle in the building. So they've killed another person in the building in a way that is successful to me uh, in terms of like that felt fresh. That felt different. It felt horrifying. And I would love to explore the ramifications of that in New York. I would also be very interested in seeing what that looks like in L.A. Uh, So can the investigation take them out to Hollywood is a question that I have with so many other characters that are allegedly going. That feels like the best path for more Meryl on the show, for more Dickie on the show. The other piece of me, Troy, feels like they set that up and told us that they're going to L.A. because they're not going to be on the show anymore. And so it's like it's a way like long distance relationship. Oliver can say like, oh, yeah, I just talked to Loretta on the phone and we never get to see it.
0: Yeah. And that's totally fine. Yeah. I, I'm just, uh, uh, you know, two points make a line and three points make a cube here. And I'm just staring uh-huh. inside this like crystalline cube and trying to figure out what could you do? You know, season three, we stepped out of the building even more and we went into the theater. We spent a lot more time in the theater. And I think that was uh thematic and it, it obviously led to a lot of the uh, plot points So where else could you go? There's only so much you can do in the building is my point. So there's going to have to be clues that pull you out. I guess I just maybe it's not L.A. You're right. It's a convenient way to get some people off screen. But, you know, are we going back into prison and looking at Jan uh, as a possible hit from the inside? Um, You know, I, I mean, look, now's the time to speculate. Let me just get it out there who has reason to be mad at charles hayden savage who was wronged by him earlier in the season joy one uh, matthew broderick that's right (laughs) i'm calling it now yeah matthew broderick he's holding that gun exactly like a nova scotian constable would wow that's compelling I think Matthew Broderick as a suspect next season would be very fun.
1: I think that a lot of the characters that we've met on the show already um, being believable as suspects moving into the fourth season is one of the things that I love the most about the show. I think like mm-hmm. the show does such a good job of building its own lore out and rewarding that. Um, I think season two was a really great example of that, that it's, you know, all eyes go to Cindy canning and then you're, you're in that penultimate episode and like, you're like, Oh shit, it was Cindy canning. And then you get into the final uh, episode of season two. And it's like, no, it's Poppy, but she's the original podcast subject that brought them all together. So like the show, the show is rewarding in that way. The producers are probably the least rewarding killer reveals uh, of the show, and and pulling them off of uh, pulling them off of the table here for future
0: seasons, I think nothing is lost. Yeah, right. Like I'm totally fine if totally we agree. don't see them again. Even though I deeply appreciate the performances that were given, I think they were uh, good characters in that yeah. way, but they're just not as woven into our characters. Yes. Whereas if we bring Joy back into season four. Yeah, I'm down for that. Right? Totally, I'm, I'm totally. curious to see that.
1: I mean, I think you also just seized on like a final takeaway of uh, season three for me, which I still like by and large just love. I do think that it lands one, three, two for me is where where I end up with it because I think the season three killer reveal is just a little bit uh, wanting for something and uh, does feel like a little bit more rote. But I think that season three ultimately the the star of only murders in the building is not the murder mystery it's the like the musical and the acting it's the craft work uh like in a in a season that is so about actors it really is the acting uh that that ends up just like hitting it out of the park for for me and that's really what they needed to do if you're bringing Meryl Streep and Paul Rudd into your show like uh, especially for Meryl Streep Paul Rudd a little less so uh but Meryl just like Absolutely. uh, Annihilated it. Uh, Unbelievably great. Very, very good. I think that your idea of moving to LA is a really, really great one. Uh, And I think like continues to advance sort of like the expansion of like the meta of the show, which you and I like to talk about. I talk about an annoying amount, Uh, but like season two, very much about like, gosh, well, what do we do with a second season? second seasons always suck even season three is like aping on season two for that a little bit season three is like how hard is it to be an actor in new york season four how hard is it to be an actor in hollywood uh like i do think could be really really compelling and i still think like if then the killer is like if that was a contracted out killer and if we're able to establish very quickly that like jan hired like a contracted out killer or something like that or like gave a key or whatever uh and so then like you can like put that to rest fairly quickly that like, yeah, I like gave like somebody access to my stupid apartment or whatever. Like, you know, some way of doing that that's like, but the killer's out in L.A. and I'll never tell. I'll never tell. Like she just won't. She won't reveal it. And so, okay, well, we got to go and pound the pavement out there, go to the Walk of Fame, actually go into Hollywood and figure out what's going on here would be really, really great. (laughs) I hope that that's the direction we would go in
0: yeah i think it'd be i think it'd be fun Um, uh, but i was totally wrong about what this season was going to be and i was very delighted by it so I'm, I'm very happy to be totally wrong i think the writers for next season have given themselves some things to play with some things to justify kind of didn't go. see yeah. yeah we didn't see what's as wrote in blood because they probably haven't decided it yet right we yeah. haven't like there's a couple of unanswered questions that i think we're going to get early answers to which is going to be really fulfilling in a season four I think the the piece that I'm as I look back at like ranking the series and ranking the seasons um this might all together uh beat out season 1 for me wow uh, just from a uh, character and performance and uh the the lift the craft lift of weaving in a stage musical into it really so much for it and it was very impressive and i think they got the right people to write those songs and to perform those songs and i I just think that was that was interesting when i think about the craft choices that were made in earlier seasons I this is the one piece that i guess maybe season three falls a little bit shorter at an individual episode level which is when i think back on season one i think about the episode with no words Right. We made a choice. We directed an episode where all of the communication was with ASL. In season two, we had this really thematic episode of the son of Sam, yeah. where we had the flashbacks and all that sort of thing. And so just from a story and craft perspective, that's what I I love and remember of that season. When I look back at this season, I'm going to remember the musical and I'm going to remember Meryl Streep and Paul Rudd. But I don't know that I'm going to remember one particular episode yes it's gonna stand Uh,
1: out maybe like the white room a little bit uh Mm. for (laughs) maybe maybe not but i think i think you're seizing on something um really really interesting which is the first season it's the tv show that's trying to like uh you know like visualize the podcast uh the the murder podcast specifically the murder podcast craze uh and trying to like can you map that format onto television? And I think like the episodes in season one feel a lot like what serial felt like when you would like go from week to week, the individual identities of an episode of like, okay, and now finally, it's Jay, like, and then you cut to like the credits, and then like, oh, next week's the Jay episode, like, you know, was there a Jay episode? I don't even remember. Uh, but there's always like a thing that like you knew like it would be like structurally tight in that way, and I think season two hit that as well, and I think season three lost a little bit of sight on the podcast and the murder mystery specifically in favor of trading that for focusing on a different craft. A show is in its third season and has the actors involved and the talent behind the scenes involved. This is a show that has clearly got a lot of goodwill with very talented creative people in the industry. By all means, do it. Uh, If we're also saying, like, kill someone outside of the building, then we also have to be saying, like, get weird with your thing. And, like, you've done the podcast seasons already. Like, give us the musical season. Give us, like, the Hollywood blockbuster season or whatever it is next. Yeah, uh, I I think
0: my only um, concern or, or issue with Saz being the murdered here is we've already pulled the rabbit out of our hat of a, oopsie, they're not dead at the beginning of the season. Right. We can't do that again. Like, no, Saz, Saz is dead. Yeah. Saz is very very dead yes that would open up a lot of potential for jane lynch and for maybe seeing saz's real life uh that is not this kind of kooky character or maybe that is really how she is right yeah i'd be down to see it i know it may not be everyone's cup of tea but i i'm curious to see that and obviously there's going to be an episode one next season where someone just like mabel in season two has to walk back into their apartment and see someone dead and bloody on the floor
1: yeah that's gonna be something. It's gonna be something. Um, and again, like, you know, I don't I don't think scripts are written or anything like that. Certainly, production's a long ways away, but in um speaking about the season a bit, there's already been some talk of like we tend to feature our murder victims. Uh, like our murder victims get fleshed out even more after they're killed. Uh, so i think like anyone who's like sass no like i think that we will find out more about sass that will probably make you feel even worse uh about what happened to this character um so i i do look forward to that i really what i really look forward to uh in a fourth season based on the death of sass first of all uh i know we said that this season was much more about like the acting than the writing you do just have to like take a second to really commend like the stunt double took the hit for steve oh, martin oh yeah it's just like so good uh like really 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 exceptionally good and like um one of those things it's like that that's that was like a prophecy written on the wall in invisible ink uh and like mm. now the black lights on it's like god it's been there since the beginning like unbelievable that's really really good um, I
0: bet if we go back to season one, we're probably going to see some sort of clip of Sas saying, "I'd even take a bullet for this guy." I'm sh- yeah, I would love so that. There have got to be gotta little be. bits woven in there. You would, you would. That
1: would not shock me at all.
0: It wouldn't, yeah. Uh, there's, there's so much smart writing in the show. Um, even just the way in which we comfortably kind of weave in and out of this musical, where we've already heard many of the songs, but we revisit them. I do have to say, before you know, before we move on too much, like, can we just talk about the costumes on Death Rattle Dazzle? Oh, they're incredible! The glittery constable outfit that you put Steve Martin in. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. I just like seeing it the opening number where people are dressed as crabs like it is the absurdity but the execution that i love in uh what is it a 30 minute tv show 45 minute tv show like this is this is the good stuff for me right this is the gut milk that
1: replenishes my raspberry
0: Blue raspberry, yeah, sure.
1: If they make uh, a baked potato gut milk in season four, then I'll know they were listening to the podcast. Oh my god! I'll um, take that as my victory.
0: What would you do if the if the showrunners were listening to this podcast, Josh? What would you do?
1: I'd say what's up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, say what's up. Speaking of prophecies, before I yeah. forget, uh Jess Sterling and I were on last episode. You were not here. I was um, not. But I have to say, even though you won the season prophecy by picking the producers as the killer, I feel like I should get like partial points because I played M.A.S.H. last episode. Yes. And it really was a predictor of a M.A.S.H. potato. That I get to eat? Yeah. yeah. So really, <laughs> in a way... I was calling out the fact that I knew Got deep it. down that it was one of the potato picks was going to that be the potato picks.
1: Okay, no, that's good. I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah you mash the. You can mash potatoes.
0: <laughs> I stitched that together just like yeah. the storyline that leaves Cliff dangling feet over a stage in opening night.
1: I want to tell you one of the things I'm most excited about for season four, um, in killing off Saz specifically. And I want to tie it to what one of my and maybe what my favorite thing about season three was were these moments where, you know, Meryl Streep is an icon. You know, Meryl Streep is a queen. You know that Meryl Streep can act her way out of uh, out of an ocean as a whale. Right. Like, you know this about her. She's one of the legends of our time. Uh, Rewatched the River Wild uh, this past weekend. She's extravagant. a in a movie that like it's actually like it holds up pretty well as like a good 90s thriller. Uh she's she's just so so good. You have no questions that she's gonna be great when she shows up to Only Murders in the Building. And you have very little, unless you don't enjoy his flavor, you have very little uh concern about is Martin Short going to be funny. Um, but this season was such a great showcase of Martin Short's a really terrific actor. Like his his timing is so good. Um, the way that he is able to like change his emotion and like contort his face and like soften his voice and like reveal a side of himself uh that you just did not expect to see really really wonderful and like people who had experienced his dramatic work in the past i think were less surprised but it was still a really delightful thing to behold was every time martin short was given dramatic opportunity really looking forward to seeing that for steve martin Really excited about that for Steve Martin by killing off a character that's so close to him. Steve Martin was goofball central this season. Steve Martin had these few moments across the season where Charles Hayden Savage has like these bouts with loneliness, right? There's these questions about like, maybe I'm just supposed to live alone. uh, And maybe I'm, I'm not supposed to have joy. And the person who tells, who tries to convince Charles Hayden Savage that no, you're worthy of joy is Saz. Uh, And that is like the most dramatic that it really gets for Charles Hayden Savage this season. And it's not that we haven't gone dramatic with Charles Hayden Savage before. Uh, Charles was like a really big narrative focus last season with like the Lucy of it all and everything with the painting. Um, But I don't know that like, we definitely and like even with with um with Jan like that was important stuff. We but didn't then in get very... emotional depth though. Not really, not really. And I that's think... part of
0: where what we've said explicitly in this season, yeah, he didn't go there. He wasn't no. willing to be
1: in touch with his emotions. No, and so like the show didn't go there. And so now I feel like the show is at this moment by killing off Saz that like one of two things has to happen. They like really balk at the premise of we need to like do a dramatic you know, arc for Charles and Steve Martin really has to go there. Um, Or, they're going to create a really dramatic arc for Steve Martin and Steve Martin's really going to go there. And I think like the stage is really set for a very, very good version of that. The themes of loneliness already on the table. These are men who are getting older. They, uh, they, they've joked about, Oh, we won't be alive anymore. Like they are getting up there. They're at the end of the line. They're close to the end of the race. And what does life look like then? You know, what does life look like? Who's still around? Uh, There's this there's great a
0: giant red, mat with Phil Kogan on it all the people <laughs> who've been right, eliminated yeah. earlier yeah. I
1: mean the Martins, Stephen Short would be a great amazing race team I don't know where oh. that leaves Selena but uh so I I think that the um the ingredients are are really are really there there was this great profile on Martin Scorsese recently a different Martin uh where he was talking about like I'm at the end of the line and I think about death every day and like I ran into an old friend that I uh, hadn't seen in a long time recently and we 10 minutes talking to each other and then when we uh, started parting ways we like, held each other so tightly because you just don't know like we're losing people now um it that's where we're at like that is a very very present theme for the central characters and the central actors of this show now someone has been removed from charles's life this person who is advocating for him finding joy steve martin himself i believe has said like When Only Murders is done, I'm not doing things anymore. Like, I'm just going to banjo in the woods and that's it. And so, like, this is a really terrific opportunity for whether or not it's season four is the final season or whatever. Like, show, show us this side of Steve Martin on Only Murders that you just showed us of Martin Short. And potentially, you could even, like, elevate it much further moving forward. So, as far as, like, my hopes for the fourth season... Killing Sazov, I think, really opened the door for uh, a really sad, potentially uh, upsetting, but really extraordinary arc for Charles. And so, I think that's that's really cool. That's really great to feel like going into next season that that's the character I'm the most excited about because that's not always the case for me.
0: I hope they pick at that thread. I hope that they see the opportunity that you do. And and so far. You know, the show has proven itself capable and willing of going there. Uh, And so given that it's so front of face, I have to imagine they will. For me, it opens up uh, another question, uh, which is something that um, it's not been a disappointment, but it's been a curiosity of mine this season that I mentioned a couple of times, which is what are we doing with Mabel? What yes. are we going to do with Mabel? Yes, yes. Because we have had Mabel really go through the rough stuff. Season one, someone she knows personally and closely is killed. Season two, the person who's killed is in her apartment and she has to deal with dealing with emotions and trust and her father and cleaning up blood season three now we have to deal with the loneliness and the disconnection and the fact that people who were your buds have moved on to other things and now you have to make these choices about whether to trust cindy canning or do your own podcast and whether jesse williams wearing a shirt with a towel around him is really (laughs) fair when it's really not right but when you look at, at at like where mabel ended this season she's on a high Yeah, she's happy. She's happy. She had a birthday. She's got her bow. They solved the murder, right? And sure, I think that Mabel will have um, obviously some despair over another murder happening, over being someone that she's met, and obviously someone who's close to Charles. But I also think we have this opportunity for, like, Mabel to step up, Mabel to step into um, and further kind of her leadership role with this trio especially if it seems that Charles is being pulled down by the personal experience here. So I, you know, and I guess I just, I want good things for Selena Gomez. That's what I want. I want great roles, great writing, great opportunity. I think she has a lot of capacity. I think we've written this character to be pretty sarcastic um, and to experience a lot of sad things. And I guess I'd love to like open up the pantheon of opportunities for her in season four and so if Steve Martin is going to really be taking the brunt of the emotional journey of things and Martin short, you know, we don't know where things are going to go with Loretta, whether we're going to get Meryl back for season four, which I would be more than thrilled. with. Oh my
1: God. Yes. Yes. At least um, an episode.
0: Oh my God, please. Uh, Mabel to me is that kind of question mark of what are we going to do with Mabel?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have yeah. like ideas for what they're going to do with Mabel? I feel like you're sketching out like something that like I agree I hope but I feel like they they there aren't a ton of threads for her right now
0: and that's the challenge right and so that's yeah. where I think like you as the, that's why I bring this up like I don't want the writers if you're listening here I don't want them to just keep pulling at the threads for the Martins and leave yeah. Mabel to be the the third the, wheel not on the yeah, team the third wheel yeah. right yeah exactly yeah. like Know maybe there is some way in which her character continues to change and evolve that's going to kind of open up uh, some new fun things for her. I don't think she's ever going to be the funniest person in the room, that's not what that character is, that's not what it calls for. She's expected to be a little bit more of the straight man, but um, you know, maybe we can get a little bit more whimsy out of her. Maybe we put her outside of the Arconia, we take her to LA. Or we take her to other places that, you know, maybe she takes up Cindy more on the offer. And we see, like, what does Mabel look like as she moves out of this comfort zone? That yeah. would be interesting for me. On top of,
1: just give me more
0: Howard, please. Yeah. Just, like, find a role. I don't care.
1: What you if it turns him out that and... Howard was uh, the president of the rivalry club at his high school? Great. Love it. Right? And Howard is an accomplished a... biathlete. Yeah. Done. And he was a marksman.
0: I Look, Eagle-eyed. The way, Howard to me is a character, and I wish I could pull a reference out of my head that I just don't have, but there are just some characters in TV. Kramer, you can yeah. write anything for them, yeah, and it's fine. You yeah. just accept it as a viewer. Yeah. Howard is really good at puzzles. Done. Howard Done. wanted to be the leading man. Done. Howard's yeah. in a barber a yodel shop quartet. I accept it right that that's like a really great character to me a really well played and so to me i'm just like give howard shit to do in season four
1: howard uh, like is like uh went to like astronaut camp (laughs) like go like like, like, go
0: go off i went in the the cyclotron machine and it did not go well that's why i do not wear tweed anymore
1: (laughs) yeah howard was uh worked a lot of like carnivals uh, like, operated the Galvatron. Like, there's so many things that you could do with Howard. I mean, you can imagine
0: Howard, like, does the whip at the Renaissance Fair. Yeah. Howard secretly has, like, expert levels in falconry. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we have a few. I Howard think, worked at of, the beach. Oh, you were lifeguard? No, my job was beach. Beach. My job was beach. Howard yeah. as Ken would be yeah. very, very fun. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's
1: just okay. Howard.
0: Well, we're not, look, we're not going to write season four while we're here, but uh, this is the fun of an off season, right? Is it- No,
1: I, you know what I have, I have very fond memories of the end of season two and the energy and excitement that we had for season three. And I have to say that I have that exact feeling heading into season four. So like. There are nits to be picked, but by and large, I said this uh, in the Potion Recaps Patreon discord if you want to join patreon.com slash Potion Recaps. But I said uh, something to the effect of like, I just love this show. Uh, This show is just like it's it's just a show that is so it's so fun, but it's also so electric. It's just really kind of like unlike anything else. And it's just like always I think we had, had like this conversation at one point earlier in the season of just like even season two, if season two was the weakest season of only murders in the building, what an elite show. Uh, it's really just so good. And it still feels of a quality level. Um, and so that quality level is maintained mostly at the very least leaving season three, leaving me really excited for uh, the fourth season. Um,
0: I will, I will add just one, yeah. you know, one more thing, uh, which is things that, you know, a little bit of wish list, and maybe we'll do an off-season podcast. Certainly, leading into season four uh, when that comes around, a little wish list of things yeah. that I hope are there. Uh, yeah. Number one, I would like to see an intro sequence to Head of Gobbler, the animated feature about turkeys. Uh, okay, that would make yes, me very happy. That'd be nice. Uh, number two, I'd like to see uh, some sort of clip from Gray's New Orleans family plan yes. unit,
1: even if it's just on a TV in the background. Anything. Yeah. Give me the girl cop uh, yep.
0: of it all, right? Yep. Just give give me these references. A poster, I would love that. I would love to see. Um, uh, well, really, I just wanted to see the screenshot of Ben Glenroy googling cops. Uh, we didn't get that. I don't think. <laughs> I, I don't know. think we're gonna get that in season four. No, I don't think so. Uh, but the last thing I do want to see in season four, I want to know where President McKinley's at i want to know should president mckinley the fish be on the murder board or yeah or was that the real target was there another attempt on president mckinley's life
1: fish murder yeah murder. (laughs) if we
0: can't have bird murder then we got to have fish murder which of the pick wick fishes did (laughs) we did i we're just going to keep closing loops here Somewhere early in the season, we set an over under for the number of birds on the season. Yeah, we only had one with yes. Mrs. Gambellini. Yeah, no second bird.
1: No second bird. Such the a other shame. wing. The other wing never dropped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we had rats. Yeah. We had fish. Yeah, we had cats, but no other birds. All right. So, what's
1: like the big animal for season four? Uh,
0: big animal think? for season four: gorillas. I was thinking apes. Yeah. Yeah. I think if a chimpanzee turns out in season four, you heard it here first.
1: We got to think about animals that would be able to feasibly pull a trigger. Uh, So, like, yeah, you know, can we do
0: like a only murders in LA slash Dunstan checks in reboot?
1: Don't you dare get this far into our time podcasting together and just now bring up Dunstan checks in. I could go off for so long. I love Dunstan checks in. <laughs> it's like finding and mining gold in josh's brain sometimes you know like i feel like uh we rightly celebrated peewee and revisited uh like you know the big top and all of that when the late great paul rubens passed away but not enough people talked about Dunstan checks in and his contributions to that film well um, look
0: uh we are we are a couple years out from that being 40 or 30 years greater. oh yeah so. believe
1: that it'll be on the <laughs> 30 years greater podcast even if rob sits out that week i'll monologue about Dunstan checks in um okay well we cannot build a podcast alone we do have some feedback to close us out here oh, yes. um so let's get into some of that. Um, so Jen had written in. Jen said it seems like that shot came over uh, came from over by Jan's apartment. I think a lot of people who watch this show closely are thinking the same thing, which is why like it feels like probably it cannot be Jan. Yeah. I don't think it's Jan, but it could it could be an excuse to bring coming Jan from, back into the story coming from Jan's apartment makes a lot of sense. and then Did like it yeah follow that the trajectory of a bassoon note. Right, yes, that's a good question, too. Wasn't But wasn't she, um, she was, like,
0: below. I thought she was lower down,
1: honestly. Yeah. Like this has got to be
0: from across the street.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seemed like it was level. Uh, so, like, he faces into the courtyard, Charles' oh, apartment. okay. That's for sure. So the shot has to, like, come from or on. The building on the premises, like it. We're we gonna to. get a
0: back into the left JFK moment. Yes. Where we're recreating what yeah. angles things come
1: from. The grassy knoll. Uh, oh my goodness. So we don't know, but I feel like the the theorizing that it immediately takes you to Jan, especially because Jan and Zaz were a thing. Like, so you can't help but wonder. Um, you would. Be, it would be very disappointing to not get Amy Ryan in season four in some capacity.
0: Uh, OK, well, then if we're not if we're not feeling Jan fully, what about this one from Ashley? Uh, yes. Bird murder level
1: theory. Scott yeah. Bakula
0: took yes. a shot at Charles 24
1: style. Yes. uh Reference to a tragic twist in 24. Um Scott Bakula taking a shot at uh charles hayden or 7. jeff bacula scott's supposed brother what about count dracula is that on the table what about um, count
0: chocula was done. that in on the kitchen counter yeah,
1: yeah. count chocula milk flavored gut milk uh only booberies
0: in the building and
1: seen and seen well here um, look i mean there's
0: there's a lot of theories about you know like that's a jan adjacent storyline here yeah right and i think scott bacula Could be interesting. I want to throw out one more theory, and it's a little bit of story crafting, which is we've had three unrelated murders, more or less, in the first three seasons. Is it time for the comeuppance for our trio? Mm. Is it time for, we've mentioned Jan, but is it time for there to be some sort of, um, mega boss yeah. or some sort Nanos. of yeah recurring you know i'm not going to say they were all related i do think it's more satisfying if they are unrelated but like let's step into the to the metaverse here uh let me put on my mark <laughs> that's, zuckerberg that's
1: not it's <laughs> really not but no metaverse in the building <laughs>
0: is this finally time where the fact that these three were podcasters about murder is what led to an assassination attempt on Charles.
1: Yeah. If, is that not Cindy canning? Could be. Cindy canning is like the, like if we're ever going to like mega boss this, like she's gotta be like first up, first up on the lineup. And like, Intro, like having Tina Fey show back up this season, so we have like a dot on the line of her arc. Like we see where she is right now. We've got some thoughts on that. Like so that when whenever however if ever she shows up again, season four or beyond, like there's data points. There's like things to 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 backtrack. Uh, mm-hmm. Like she's certainly like deplorable enough that you don't feel like murder is beneath her. Uh, no. So I would love that. I think yeah, like some kind of like I I mean some kind of like big bad i think about um i think about dexter uh and i think about season four of dexter in fact where the trinity killer shows up the john lithgow character and that is widely considered the best season of the show because like dexter finally meets his match i do think it would be great to like get in with like an active killer, killer right? right you know we, and like we
0: teased around with it with Glitterman last season right which was interesting and added some stakes so like could we turn this into an action show where right. like more than one person gets killed?
1: Right. But like Glitterman was sort of like, it was both like a bit of a ruse. And then it was also like Michael Rappaport's just like a dummy, you know, uh, like I think is where that ends up going. He's just like, sort of like some dumb hired hand. Uh, I think Jan is like really creepy as a serial killer, but you only have like these Hannibal Lecter moments with her right now. We'd love to see a little bit more of that if we're able to like to see her flex that uh villainous side of herself but i think like introducing like a murderer yeah, you know like a lot of like, like come and get me the like murder, the murders you're so good at this crimes of passion or what you know or like an opportunity like who's like a really scary person to put into the mix here i would be really psyched to see that like who's your trinity killer only murders in the building just bring in john Lithgow. why not
0: oh if 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 only
1: murders if in only the building
0: <laughs> i mean this is not what we're gonna do we're now we're in we're not gonna do a snake draft of celebrities you most want to see in season four uh, but there may have to be a time that we maybe secretly create that list before casting announcements come out sure because boy john lethgow's a great pull of someone i would love to see appear
1: would be fun um this is from mike mike said it looked like saz was writing a message in blood on the floor i'm predicting she only lives long enough to write a j mabel will think it's jan charles will think it's joy oliver will think it's the jersey mafia um, or jersey
0: boys you know because we yeah, did a late production on that at paper mill playhouse
1: well maybe yeah like did they move into like where Jer- jersey boys has been gone right it's been gone you know yeah, yeah so like jersey boys doesn't have anything to do with no
0: i just was you know maybe not jersey mafia but there's some like deep uh show reference that all <laughs> John
1: Lithgow John <laughs> Lithgow <laughs> Ja Matthew Broderick yeah, Matthew Broderick uh, From Chloe uh, This is a bit more about the season at large Chloe says was there a moment from this season That you thought would be more significant Or come back later but it didn't Mine is from episode 1 Cliff is introduced at the table read, and he does a standing front flip. Everybody appears to be surprised, but moves on pretty quickly. I thought maybe if it was an ensemble scheme like Ocean's Eleven and something with agility came up, he would be the acrobat. Missed opportunity for Clifford Troy to be the person who pushes Ben Glenway down the elevator shaft, but doesn't like front flip him down the elevator shaft. Yeah, we also had the giant table jump
0: that he did in Oliver's apartment. Where he just like could jump thirty six inches up onto this table, like, yeah, we set something up the character and didn't use it, so that does stand out as like a thing.
1: Yeah, heart monitor for me, I think. Uh, like heart monitor goes off, it does, but I think like sort of like mildly, it's like, oh, my heart's broken. Mm.
0: Yeah, why do we have the the tick tick yeah. ticky thing, right? Yeah, yeah that's a yeah. little strange to me. Yeah. I mean, maybe there are just some red herrings out there that they you know give us to feast on until the main course comes around. Yeah. Uh, when i think about things that didn't the the loop didn't get closed on i think joy is one of them she very quickly disappeared and we didn't really see much more from her and i think like jan you know it's not just bringing saz back to be killed but it always is coming with some conversation about jan So I I think like the idea of it laying seeds for season four and if not direct involvement, then perceived involvement. Yeah, I could see that.
1: Uh, final bit of feedback is just Ralphie congratulating me. Uh, Ralphie says, Thank you for an incredible season. Congrats to Josh on the potato. Uh, what a gracious loser you are, Ralphie. Uh, this yeah. is why you're the best of the patrons.
0: Well, let me let me wrap up here, Josh. I did not have a potato for you yet, uh-huh. but let's just get it on the record here before uh-huh. we do the plugs <laughs> and social medias. Uh huh. How do you like your potato?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know um what i How mean no it, well it's not that i don't know. i don't know is the only unacceptable answer I, it's not that i don't know i like it so many ways uh i love i love a good mashed potato i love a french fry i also love a gnocchi a uh, big gnocchi fan love a gnocchi uh potato roll you're
0: not, you're not getting gnocchi out of me wiggler
1: potato roll uh, a roll, okay, okay. Potato, potato sack bun. <laughs> <It's> a Potato <laughs> bun.
0: <laughs> how do you feel? Let me let me ask you, how do you feel about hash browns?
1: Thoughts like a hash, hash brown? brown. Yeah, hash okay. brown can be really good. Gotta be crispy. We gotta crisp them up. Mm, okay, okay. Got them nice and crisp.
0: And uh, be, would you consider they, have to be, um, they gotta be crisp? Would you consider a sweet potato as opposed yeah. to oh wow, okay. Yeah, sure. Wow. Okay. Victory nice. tastes so sweet. So you are giving so many options for how to fulfill this potato. You're
1: a creative guy, figure it out. Uh, you know, you'll get you'll get something incredible in the works. You Oil know, a and mash them, stick them in a stew. Yeah, it's actually better that I win and you lose because you're really good at like creating like the victory trophy and like much better at this than I would be. I would probably yeah, just like that's I'd the reason it,
0: why it's good for you I to would, win yeah, and me to win. I would live.
1: put I would put a potato in foil. Uh, and I would send it to you in the mail with you like instructions mail a potato, though. You really how, can. On how to do it, I'd find a way. I'd find a way. Life cross state lines at that Finds thing. a way. I yeah. would fly to your state and get a baked potato. Could I get you a dog
0: that looks like Spud McKenzie? No, I'd get divorced okay all
1: right we we can't have that then. no divorces in the building well
0: please. then uh y'all are gonna have to listen to uh <laughs> another episode from <laughs> yes. us at some point season four season whatever four, it happens uh, we'll tell you what happens uh those that's really that's really the cliffhanger here right josh it's not
1: who killed Saz and what are we gonna do in season four it's
0: how is troy gonna fulfill the baked potato best.
1: Certainly of the only murders in the building pantheon of the podcast. Yes, that is the cliffhanger. So we'll see how it's resolved when season four. We literally when, had
0: cliffhanging. I just he was. That.
1: Yeah, that's right. It was oh. a cliffhanger. And he was, I mean, was that a clue that the season would end with a cliffhanger? Yeah. They basically always do. They always do. Uh, So it wasn't. Uh, okay. it was just kind of cute wordplay. Uh, yeah, but it. we love the cute wordplay. We hope that you enjoyed this cute wordplay that you thought it was cute. Uh, when Troy and I talked about only murders in the building this season, we had so much fun. I love doing this podcast with you, Troy. Uh, we've got, we've got a lot, we've got a really fun history and getting to do a weekly podcast with you has been such a dream. I've really, really enjoyed it. I loved it last season. I loved it this season. I will love it again. Season four. Let's see what we're able to do in between these two seasons. Troy. Well, thank you, Josh.
0: Uh, Look, I'm no Matthew Broderick, but I'm a pretty good (laughs) one to sit next to in the theater and yak about what the Muppets are doing on the stage. Uh, I want to also thank Jess for all the work behind the scenes yes. for prepping us and for getting these podcasts into people's ears. And I also thank Brooklyn Zed for yes. an appearance uh, this season. And uh, we got a whole crew of listeners and and people in the discord who have been throwing theories at us. And uh, it's been really trying...
1: interactive and fun. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's really it's really thrilling. So we really appreciate that. And uh, I'm looking forward to more to come. All
1: right, folks, more to come at some point down the line. Make sure you remain subscribed. Post Show Recaps, Only Murders in the Building, wherever you get your podcasts. Only Murders in the Building, Post Show Recaps. Search for it. Leave a star ratting and a review for me and for Troy. Uh, One for me. One for me. One for for Troy. One for the heart. Uh, You can find us on the internet. I'm at Round Howard. I'm very much here on Post Show Recaps. Troy, where can people find you?
0: You can find me at DJ LaBelle Klein, and most Tuesday nights, I play D&D on twitch.tv slash DM Philly.
1: All right, so check Troy out with all of that. Stay tuned for more coverage of Only Murders in the Building in the future. But until then, we have to say goodnight. Curtains down? How does it say it? What do you say I when mean, I think
0: ends? we're supposed to come back out and do a stage bow or, or a curtsy if you're, you're Howard.
1: All right, maybe there will be an encore podcast. I don't know. All right, bye.